0: Jonah, if you are not familiar with the story of Jonah, Jonah was a prophet of God who didn't want to do what God told him to do. Anybody ever not want to do what God told you to do? I've got my hand up. You can join me if you like. And you're like, we we have a better way of doing things. And so Jonah got this bright idea that rather than do what God told him to do, that he'd run from God. Let me tell you, that won't work. So he got on a ship going to the furthest point away from what God had told him to do, and they found themselves in a storm. And the sailors, they, 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 were, they were doing everything that they knew to do to save the guy who caused it in the first place. And uh, after they threw all their, their wares overboard, he said, you know what? If you'll throw me overboard, this, this storm will stop. He was so stubborn that he, he refused to repent. He, he, he chose to be thrown overboard instead of repenting. There's a message in that, but that's not my message. So he's thrown overboard, but God in his mercy. Anybody thankful for the mercy of God? Even when every decision we're making is self-destructive, God says, I love you enough to save you even when you are a meathead. That's why we shout. That's why we lift our hands. That's why we get excited on Sunday morning because every one of us know that we shouldn't be here self-included, but we're here because of the mercy and grace of God. So he's thrown overboard, and here's where our text begins. Now the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet, somebody say yet, I will look again toward thy holy temple. If you've been distracted in your walk with God, today is the day to say, yet, I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters can pass me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me around about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe Lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And here's the last verse. Are you ready? I want you just to read it with me. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Hallelujah. You know what? If God will save a prophet running from God in the belly of hell, what will God do in this service today? If God can speak to a fish in the depths of the sea and cause it to deliver Jonah, how can God deliver me today? How can God do a miracle for you today and for your family and your circumstance? Could you lift your hands and voices to the Lord right now and just call upon that name that is above every name in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak to every circumstance. I speak to every situation. And I pray that there would be a miracle in this house. I pray that, God, we can have a revelation of your mercy, a revelation of your grace and your goodness, and, God, we can turn our attention and our hearts toward you and call upon your name with all of our heart and see a miracle today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. And you may be seated. I want to preach for a few minutes this morning from this title, From Hell I Cried. I read about a young man who finished his freshman year at college and he was about to return home for the summer. Unfortunately, his grades were pathetic. His school bill was overdue overdue, and he was fired from his job. This was all a result of too much partying and too little study. So in, in anticipation of going home for the summer, he wrote his mom a letter that said this. Dear Mom, I am coming home for the summer. I have failed all my classes, lost my job, and my school bill is overdue. Would you please prepare, Dad, love your son? Now, don't raise your hand if you ever wrote one of those letters or got one. We'll leave that under the blood. A few days later, the boy received a letter from his mother, and it simply read this. Dear son... Dad prepared, prepare yourself. <laughs> Love, Mom. God was prepared for Jonah. Okay. But Jonah wasn't prepared for God. Right. The message of Jonah is this God is prepared, prepare thyself. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm so thankful that God is looking out for us because the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Before you ever made that mistake, before you ever found yourself on the run, before you ever found yourself in the belly of hell, God said, I've got you covered. i prepared a way of escape for you, hallelujah, let me tell you, God is always prepared. Sin won't leave God scrambling, why? Because my Bible says he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. When Adam disobeyed and sin entered into the world, Satan thought he had outsmarted God, However, the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Hey, Adam. Hey, Eve. I know you messed up, but I've got a way of escape. And when this thing wraps up, amen, I will come out on top because there's a savior for my sin. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. The thief came to your place. But Jesus showed up and said, I'm going to drive away the devourer. I'm going to drive away the thief, and I'm going to give them abundant life. Praise God, circumstances won't leave God without an option. No wine at the wedding of Cana of Galilee, no problem. Got water? Somebody's worried in this house about how God's going to do it. Amen. Just whatever he tells you to do, just do it and let God take care of the miracle. Lazarus had been dead four days, and his sister said, he stinks. Yeah, a sister would say that. But Jesus said, roll away the stone. Let my word get into that tomb. Let my word speak into that dead circumstance. Hallelujah, if you'll move the stone, amen, I'll, I'll do the miracle. Hallelujah. Somebody just needs to do whatever he says to do. Somebody just needs to move the stone away and say, it may stink. I may not know how God's going to do this, but I'm going to get out of the way and let the word speak into my circumstance. Let the word speak to my disease. Let the word speak to my addiction. Let the word speak to my marriage and let's just see what Jesus will do. No food. No food. 5,000 men plus women and children to feed? What are we going to do? Anybody got a lunch? We got five loaves and two fishes, but what is this among so many? Put it in the hands of Jesus. Just give him what you've got. He's not asking you for what you don't have. He's not asking you to do for, do what you can't do. He's just saying, if you'll do what you can do, I'll do what I do. Hallelujah, I may not be able to work a miracle, but I can lift my hands in praise. I can open my mouth and cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I can walk to an altar and kneel my knee before him and say, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my mistakes. God, I repent of my sins. Jesus, I need you in my life. I can do that, and when I do that, Jesus can forgive me. Jesus can cleanse me. Jesus can work a miracle. Jesus can turn it all around. Jesus can feed the five thousand with whatever I put him in, put into his hand. Hallelujah! You may be sinking toward the bottom of the deep blue sea, but I'm telling you, God has prepared something for you. First Corinthians ten thirteen says, "There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man." You're not the only one who's been tempted. You're not the only one who's been tried. But he said God is faithful. God is faithful who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted. Above that you are able. That's shouting news right there. I'm going to make it. I'm going to come through this. You don't have to give in. You don't have to give up. You don't have to be held captive by sin. You don't have to be run around by the devil. You can live a victorious life because he said with the temptation he will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You are going to make it. You are going to come through it. You are going to come out on the other side, not because of what you can do, but because of what Jesus has done and what Jesus is doing in this church on a Sunday morning. Somebody clap your hands and praise him. Somebody say God is, God is prepared. Hallelujah! Prepare yourself. Hallelujah! The fish was prepared for Jonah, but I don't know if Jonah was prepared for the fish. Three days and three nights. I wonder how he figured that out. Did he? Did he carve something on the wall? Day one. Day two. The belly. The food processor of the fish. Yeah. Ever smelled rotting fish? Yeah, not too pleasant. Ever smelled anything rotting? Rotting fish, rotting seaweed, wet, dark. Just breathe it in. Yes, absolutely. Yikes. Hallelujah. Oh my God. How did I get here? Hallelujah. The absence of any light. He says, the earth with her bars was about me forever. Weeds wrapped around my head. His testimony was this. I was in the belly of hell. I was in the belly of hell. Hallelujah. I was buried alive. Hallelujah. It's at this point. The Bible says, then Jonah prayed. Unto his God out of the belly. Hallelujah. Of the fish. Jonah took one look around and he said, you know what? I think we should probably have a prayer meeting. been there let's not point our fingers at Jonah because we've all been Jonah let's just settle that right now we've all been Jonah you say who's he preaching to I'm preaching to you and I'm preaching to me because we've all been Jonah and we've all found ourselves in circumstances that we would describe as I was in the belly of hell You don't have to raise your hand, but if you're human, you've been there. If you're flesh, you've been there. Some of you are there today, but you made it to the house of God because hope is still alive. Faith is still alive. Hallelujah. God puts something inside of you that says, I may be in a mess, but I haven't given up on my Messiah. I haven't given up on my Savior. I still believe Jesus is able to bring me through this. I think I ought to stop and praise him right now. Amen. There's a miracle in the house. There's a miracle in the house. I don't know what you're going through, but he knows what you're going through. I don't know where you're at, but he knows where you're at, and he cares, and he has the power to help you. There's are some things I can't help people with, Brother Williams. There's some things pastor can't help you with, bishop can't help you with, mom can't help you with, dad can't help you with, spouse can't help you with. But let me take you to Jesus because there's nothing that he can't do. There's no miracle that he isn't capable of working in your life. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Lift your head to Jesus. Quit looking to your spouse. Quit looking to your pastor and your bishop and your superintendent and say, Jesus, I need a miracle today. I need your help in this house. Hallelujah. Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God. Everybody say his God. Notice how quickly we start claiming him as our God. Hey, Lord, don't you remember how close we are? I'm your prophet, remember? okay. That's okay. You know what? In 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 human relationships, we we we'd make them grovel. We'd say, "I told you so." But James says this. He said, "If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally." and upbraideth not. You know what that upbraideth not not means? That's a fancy King James Version word for he won't make fun of you when you ask for wisdom. He won't make fun of you when you're in the belly of hell saying, God, I messed up. God, I made a mistake. God, I've been trapped. God, it's dark in here. God, this situation stinks. God, amen, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what's up from down, but I know, God, that you can do a miracle for me. He doesn't say, I told you so. He doesn't say, go stand in the corner. He says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful. And he's just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all. Righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank God for a prayer meeting in the belly of hell. Hallelujah. Thank God that he had enough faith to say, you know what, I'm in a rough spot, but I'm here because of the grace of God, and I've still got enough in me to start praying and asking God to help me. Yes. Hallelujah. I love what he says. He says, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. Hallelujah. You see, because Solomon, when he dedicated the temple, he said, Lord, if, if, if we're disobedient, And we get carried off into captivity. He said, if if we'll just pray toward the temple, Lord, I pray that you would hear our prayer. And from our place of captivity, that God, you would hear our prayer and bring us back into relationship with you. How he knew which way the temple was, I have no idea. Hallelujah. But in his own mind, he said, "I, I think it might be this way. Hallelujah. See, it wasn't about where he was. It was about how he postured himself. He was still in the belly of hell, but he was, he was setting himself up. He, he was putting his attention toward God and saying, I'm going to do my very best to point myself toward the answer. Yet, I will look. I I don't know if I'm even getting out of this belly of hell. I I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that I'm going to put my life right with God. And I I know that I'm going to readjust my priorities. And I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto me. But I'm going to point myself toward home hallelujah I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now amen you may be in the belly of hell it may be dark as night but if you'll just point yourself toward home amen if you'll just look toward his holy temple if you'll just make one look toward God amen I promise you he is prepared and he is poised amen to come to your rescue he is poised and prepared amen to hear your prayer and to meet you at the point of your need amen from hell I cried amen and my prayer came in unto thee into thy holy temple I don't care where you are today or what you're going through if you'll lay aside your pride and call upon God he will hear you hallelujah in a prayer meeting you can find forgiveness in a prayer meeting you can find renewal in a prayer meeting you can touch God Rejoice not against me, Micah said. Oh, my enemy. For when I fall, not if I fall, when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, when I sit in the belly of hell, the Lord's going to be a light unto me. Hallelujah. I feel the light coming on right now for somebody. Can you just close your eyes and call upon the Lord right now? Can you close your eyes and call upon the Lord right now? Lift your voice in this house. Let's fill this house with calling upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we've got to have you. Lord, you're our hope. Hallelujah. God, every one of us, Lord, have been Jonah. Every one of us have run from you. Every one of us, Lord, have been captured by what you prepared. Hallelujah. But, God, we pray, we posture ourselves towards you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you a little bit about Jonah's prayer. Jonah's prayer was an honest prayer. Hallelujah. For thou hast cast me into the deep. In the midst of the seas and the floods can pass me about, all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. So often Christians are dishonest in their prayers. They come to the Lord trying to overlook some circumstance that he has caused or ignore some sin that he has highlighted. Hallelujah. But you know what? You don't have to hide anything from God. Jesus contrasted two men. One on one side of the of the temple, who was beating his breast, saying, "Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner." And the man on the other side, who said, "I thank God that I'm not like him." And Jesus said, "Guess, who's, guess, guess who will be justified?" person who's honest with God hallelujah don't ever be afraid of the altar the physical one or the one you build in your closet of prayer the one God calls you to on the way home amen to say you know what amen all have sin and come short of the glory of God I need a savior in my life amen God is not afraid of your honesty God is not afraid of your question God's not afraid For you to even share Your disappointment with him Let me rephrase that Your disappointment in him Cain was mad at God But he took it out on his brother He was mad at a God he couldn't see, so he took it out on a brother that he could see. And I would propose and argue that much of the chaos in life is people that are mad at God and are taking it out on others. But it's okay to have that conversation with God even if you're mad at Him. You see, the enemy tries to isolate us. The enemy tries to say, don't, don't say it. Don't, 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 don't express it. But what you don't say with your mouth will come out of your pores. It will come out in your behavior. It will come out in the way you live. Amen. That's why there's beauty in confession. That's why there's beauty in prayer. That's why there's beauty in coming to the foot of the cross. Because there's nothing at the foot of the cross that the blood can't cover. And I can come boldly before his throne to find the help that I need, to find the mercy that I need, to find the grace that I need. But I've got to be honest with God. I've got to be honest with myself in my prayer. Hallelujah. But not only was he honest, amen, there was contrition in his heart. Amen, there was godly sorrow. It's one thing to admit your sin, and it's another thing to be sorry for your sin. 2 Corinthians 7, 10, and 11 tells us a little bit about godly sorrow. 2 Corinthians 7, 10 says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of this world worketh death. But here's what godly sorrow will do. For behold, this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you. Yay, what clearing of yourselves. Yay, what indignation. Yay, what fear. Yay, what vehement desire. Yay, what zeal. Yay, what revenge. In all these things, you've approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Hallelujah. Godly sorrow changes your attitude. When you get up from an altar of repentance, godly sorrow says there's a carefulness now. There's a desire now. Hallelujah. Amen. There's indignation. Have you ever noticed, amen, somebody who can be entrenched in sin for decades at one moment in an altar, they walk up and they stand up and now they hate the very thing they've been part of for the last two decades. hallelujah that's what that's what repentance will do hallelujah here's what Jonah said he said they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy you see our flesh will try to pacify our conscience our flesh will try to justify our sin. Say, it's okay to run. It's okay to hide. It's okay to do this and do that. Hallelujah. But Jonah's testimony was, they that observe lying manities forsake their own mercy. Because as long as you believe the lie that your flesh will tell you, you never open yourself up to a Savior that can forgive you and heal you. But when you're honest with God and say, Lord, I'm lost and I'm undone without you, hallelujah, I release the powerful, loving mercy of a great God to come into my life. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh, God, that will not despise. Hallelujah. He was honest with God. He was sorry about his sin, but thirdly, he found a place of thanksgiving. You, 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 see, you can't, you can't, you can't stay, you can't stay in a place of, of brokenness, and you can't stay in a place of, 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 uh, of, of uh, contrition. In the sense of, you've got to move on. You've got to accept by faith that you've been forgiven. Said, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. When you look at Jonah chapter 2, you'll find out that he's actually quoting the Psalms. Right. He's quoting the Psalms of David and other writers because he's singing in the belly of heaven the enemy nervous, you know what makes the devil shake besides knowing there's one God? It's when God's people say I can praise him even from hell When I'm going through hell, I can find a place of praise. I can find a place to lift up my Savior because even though I may be in the belly of hell, he has forgiven me of my sins. He has written my name in the Lamb's Book of Life and I've got a future because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody praise him right now. Go ahead. Somebody praise him right now. I've got a praise, I've got a praise, and I've got to get it out. I've got to praise, I've got a praise, and I've got to get it out. He wasn't just saying, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. He wasn't praying that prayer. He was praying a prayer of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to invigorate your prayer with praise. You've been down long enough. Hallelujah. You've been tearful long enough. You've been sad long enough. Hallelujah, it's time to start praising him and thanking him for who he is and what he is and that he had something waiting on you and he prepared a way of escape for you and he's your strength, he's your refuge, he's your God, he's your way maker, he's the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning and the end. Somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him. He pulled you out of the pit. He was there when nobody else was there. Repentance will bring forgiveness, but praise will bring His presence. You're seeking the Holy Ghost and you've been forgiven of your sins, just start worshiping God. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There was a shift in His prayer. Hallelujah. The fourth dimension of His prayer, there was a conversion because He said, I'm going to, I'm going to pay that which I have vowed with sacrifices and vows. He realizes that he's a sinful human being who is one with all other sinful human beings and who need God's grace. You see the heathen in chapter 1, they were they were sacrificing to his God. They didn't even know his God. But he was too stubborn, proud, or afraid. I don't know what his motivation was, but he failed to join them in that sacrifice which would have saved him and them too. But now he says, "You know what? I'm, I'm ready to put myself next to those heathen sail- sailors because the, no, nobody comes to him except through the cross." Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's this last piece of the prayer, and I'm closing. That is the most powerful to me. Hallelujah. Verse 9, I will sacrifice unto the Lord, unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving, and I will pay that that I have vowed. And here it is. For salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of Jehovah. Jonah ended his prayer with an invocation of the name of his Savior Hallelujah! Lord I'm sorry I'm in this mess because of my sin but because of your grace and I'm sorry Lord for the circumstances that I'm in but God I'm going to praise you God, I'm going to do what I said. I'm going to live for you every day. In the name of Jehovah, there's salvation. Hallelujah. In the name of Jehovah, there is salvation. There is power. In the name. There is power. In the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we, But we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. What happened, Jonah, in the belly of hell? I remembered there's a name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous, Jonah was running. He ran from God in the natural, but he was running toward God in his spirit. Hey, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous, you say he wasn't righteous, he was then. Because he had been forgiven. Amen. Just like that. Just like that. And the righteous runneth into it, and they are. Praise God. Salvation is possible only because God makes it possible. Salvation doesn't come because I get it all figured out. Right. Salvation doesn't come because I'm perfect. Right. Salvation is of the Lord. I don't own. I don't own one share of salvation. He has one hundred percent ownership in salvation in salvation is of the Lord the angel said to to Mary Matthew 121 she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name say it again thou shalt call his name thou shalt call his name Jehovah shall call his name Jesus, which means Jehovah has become our salvation. Why? For he shall save his people from their sin. He shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. That name hadn't been revealed to Jonah as of yet, but he essentially said salvation is in the name of Jesus. Salvation is in the name of Jehovah. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. I've been honest with God. I've been sorrowful before God. Amen. I've been thankful before God. Amen. I've pledged before God. But I'm going to finish this up by saying in Jesus' name. Because neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be must be, Save. must be Save. saved. Salvation is ultimately an eternity with God, but salvation is here right now. Some of you need to be saved from the, the voice of the enemy. Some of you need to be saved from addiction. Some of you need to be saved from fear. Some of you need to be saved from condemnation. Some of you need to be saved from illness. Some of you need to be saved, amen, from, from, a, from a reckless past. Some of you need to be saved from what happened to you in the past. But we all find ourselves at times in life where it may not be held to everybody else, but it's held to us. God let us be like Jonah. God, I, I don't know where I'm at. God, I don't know how I got here, but I know that I'm here. I'm being I'm being preserved by your grace right now. Because if the enemy could have taken you out, he would have already taken you out. But even though life has been tumultuous, and even though it's dark, and even though the seaweed is around your head, the Savior has you in this service on a Sunday morning. Hallelujah. So you have opportunity to cry out to him. Hallelujah. Can you just thank Jesus right now? Because he allowed you to be here today. Can you thank Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 I hate hate it when people are going through it. I hate it when they're there. Hallelujah. Sometimes I'm powerless to help them, but I'm here to help you today when you find yourself in that place. Hallelujah. There's a Savior, and His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Stand with me right now. Hallelujah. 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 Jonah prayed that prayer, listen to me, the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Your prayer will activate the voice of God, which will instigate a victory. There's a reason it's hard to cry out because the enemy's trying to keep you silent. You don't have to lift your hand. I know what I'm talking about. I'll just endure it. I'll just suffer to be tougher. When the Savior is saying, if you'll cry out to me, I'll do a miracle for you. (laughs) It made us be groanings. Oh, God. It made us be Jesus. Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. You start speaking the name of Jesus after being honest with God, being contrite before God, being thankful before God. It's like lighting a match to dynamite. The Lord spake into the fish. I don't want to be gross the word used in the King James is it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land it released him from what had been holding him captive all of a sudden he he sees the, the sun again he feels the breeze on his face get a testimony in the house can I get a testimony in the house he healed my body he touched my mind he saved it only happened when he was willing to cry out Was only, only happened when he was willing to be honest with God. It's time this morning for whatever has been holding you back or under to turn you loose. How many would lift a hand and say, I want to be free in Jesus' name? I'm going to ask that question again. How many want to be free in Jesus' name? Just raise a hand. There's faith in the house right now for healing. There's faith in the house right now to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. There's faith in the house right now to lay down your sin, lay down your addiction. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm fixing to test your faith. How many are ready for your faith to be tested? Jesus said, roll away the stone. If they had never rolled away the stone, Lazarus would not have been risen from the dead. If they had not filled those water pots with water and served it at the governor of the feast, there would have been no water turned to wine. Because this is a—it's a reciprocal relationship we have with Jesus. covenantal hallelujah How am to be honest enough with me today to say I, I know what it feels like to be in the belly of hell, doesn't mean you're there right now but you know what it feels like to be in the belly of hell would you raise your hand I've got mine up you know what the darkness feels like, you, you know what it feels like to be tossed to and fro you could put your hand down. Now how many would also lift your hand and say, I know what it means to be delivered? Do you feel faith just rise in the house? Hallelujah! He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he did it last week, he'll do it today. If he did it for you once before, he will do it again. Hallelujah. Here's where we're gonna test our faith. Hallelujah, I want you, amen, I want us, amen, to come together here in just a moment. We're going to step out of our seats, and we're going to come around the front of this building. And if you want to kneel at a stair at the altar, if you want to sit on a pew, if you can't stand, but if you, amen, need God, amen, to do a miracle for you today, you need a word from God, you need deliverance, you got family members that need deliverance, need a miracle, we're going to come together, and God is going to honor your faith. Amen, I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. Over you. Amen. There's going to be miracles in this house today. Lift your hands.